This is the Talk of the Town. From Morgantown to Clarksburg, if it's happening, we're talking about it. Call the show toll-free at 1-800-765-8255. Now, here are your hosts for the Talk of the Town, Dave Wilson and Sarah Giosi. (laughs) There are certain things in life where you reach an age and you go, when did I get that old? Where you start to talk about the weather incessantly and the age what age is it where you say that coffee's not hot enough i used to look at my granddad my papa how hot do you want it and i've now reached the age sarah where i just complained three seconds before i went on air what did i say this coffee's not hot enough this coffee's not hot enough and i complained about the weather because it gives me joint pains <laughs> 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 so i guess we've hit that age <laughs> Welcome into the program, Talk of the Town. David and Sarah, 304 Talk. 304 is the text line, 800-765 Talks, the phone number. Bottom of the hour, Heather DeLuca Nestor will join us. She's a fifth grade teacher at South Middle School in Montague County. She's also president of the West Virginia Education Association. Or no, she's, no, she's not. She's president of the Montague <laughs> County Education Association, uh, the local chapter, obviously, the WVEA. Boy, I just promoted her. I wonder if she's aware of that. I just promoted her. Uh, to the statewide president. Dale Lee, you can have the rest of the week off. Uh, Anyway, we're going to talk about the restart to school, her concerns. How are teachers handling remote learning? How are the students handling remote learning here in town? We've heard some of the national statistics, statewide statistics. Uh, You have your own anecdotes, I'm sure, as well. We'll dive into that. Bottom of the hour, yes, we'll talk about the video, offer our thoughts uh, on the Greenbrier, the video, the governor's reaction and much, much more. Your calls, texts, tweets are always welcome. 800-765-TALK. 800-765-8255. Producer Ethan Evan on the other side of the glass. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Literally just got out of bed 10 minutes ago. Uh, he is the calming voice you will hear when you call into this program. He is a fine, fine young man. I can't vouch for that last part, but uh, that's what I'm told. That's the rumor on the street, Sarah. By the way... Uh, you know, yeah, I'll go ahead and mention it. So we got a mysterious package yesterday. We did. From the North Pole, so it says. It just showed up yesterday. So yeah. apparently uh, Santa had to check the list three or four times there yeah. <laughs> before del- dropping that off for us. There was some hesitancy for our, for us being on the nice list, I guess. And I waited until you had already gone for the day when we received said package. So I've waited on you. We will open okay. the package after the show. All right. I have no idea what's in it. Truth be told, I just want to make sure if it blows up, you open it, not me. Okay. How how chivalrous of me, right? Very, very nice. (laughs) You don't think Santa would send that to us, do you? No, Uh, no, no. I mean, we haven't talked about the North Pole's not trying to annex anybody, are they? I don't think so. (laughs) North Pole trying to annex Canada. Uh, all right, let's jump into the headlines. None of this foolishness. Uh, okay, vaccines in the news yesterday. Residents 80-plus around the state uh, receiving their first shot of the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, very limited uh, doses for that first uh, first round. 100 doses went quickly. Uh, more are on the way. So uh, keep in touch. Keep checking your local health department's websites. That would be my best advice uh, for information, because each county is a little bit different. And, you know, we're on in, what, about six, seven counties, probably, 
So I don't want to steer you in the wrong direction or flood somebody's office with a ton of phone calls. So keep checking those local health department websites for uh, updated information. A schedule is due out today for upcoming teacher and school service worker. Coronavirus vaccinations should have a plan by the end of the week. A week from today, all schools around the state would be eligible for a five-day-a-week in-person instruction. However, last night, Marion County School Board met unanimously decided to stick with the two-day-a-week in-person blended schedule uh, through the second semester. Uh, Superintendent down there, Randall Farley, told the board about two-thirds of parents supported going back four or five days a week, uh, while the majority of teachers and staff said, uh, let's try to stick with the blended. So for now, uh, the board is going to stick with the blended learning schedule for the second semester in Marion County. Uh, In case you're wondering, Montague County Board doesn't meet until a week from tonight, and I'd have to check Harrison County. I've... I'm totally blanking. I have to check the Harrison County schedule, but uh, Mon County will meet next Tuesday night. Uh, Greenbrier County Health Department says they'll be looking into that uh, New Year's Eve soiree at the Greenbrier Resort. Of course, the video uh, circulating on social media, I'm sure you've seen it by now. State tax collections missing uh, estimates by $4.5 million in December, still up $127 million, though, on the fiscal year. There's a new general in town, Sarah. Sort of. Uh, West Virginia National Guard now uh, officially under the command of Brigadier General Bill Crane. He took over as the adjutant general yesterday during a ceremony. Of course, General Hoyer will be joining uh, WVU as an associate vice president uh, in his new role. Mentioned this yesterday, but we will reiterate from time to time over the next, uh, well, two months. No month. I guess it's only a month. Candidate filing period is a go for the Morgantown City Council municipal elections. So you have until February 5th to, A, get your paperwork done, and, two, uh, collect the 75 required signatures to be on the April 27th ballot. That is correct. There is a city election in Morgantown April 27th. In fact, we'll talk to uh, – got to check my email here to confirm that, but I think we're going to have the city clerk on Thursday uh, to give us all of the pertinent information regarding – Uh, the municipal election, how to run, and how to get uh, your paperwork in if you are so interested. Uh, Does Ethan Evan live in the city? Can we nominate him, or does he have to nominate himself? I don't know. I don't think he does. Maybe he does. Hold on. He's eight seconds behind. Trying to get a reaction. Three, two. Yeah, he says no. Okay. Yeah, okay. Ethan, you can't live out your dream as mayor of Morgantown now. It's tragic. It's tragic for that young man. Uh, WVU. Okay, so they were down, what, 18 against Oklahoma? Couldn't complete the comeback? 19 down last night, Sarah. They come all the way to the back, all the way back to beat Oklahoma State 87-84. Mountaineers outscored the Cowboys 38-16 to close out the game. Can you call uh, – I almost called them St. Mary's. Can you call West Virginia a second-half team now? But they did the same thing against Oklahoma. I guess so, at this point. It becomes it becomes a pattern. You know, it's a lot easier to not get nineteen down. <laughs> I'm just I'm just throwing yeah, it out yeah. there. It's a lot easier if you don't get down nineteen or twenty at the half. All right, those are your headlines, details at WVMetroNews.com. You uh by this point I'm sure you've seen the video and the pictures from the New Year's Eve gathering at the Greenbrier Resort. You probably 
if you're listening to this show, also heard some of the governor's comments when he was questioned about that during his briefing yesterday. We'll discuss coming up on the other side of this break. We'll talk back to school with uh, Montague County Education Association President Heather DeLuca Nestor coming up bottom of the hour. 800-765-TALK is the phone number using your touchtone keypad. You can also text us, 304-TALK-304, the text line. 9-15, Tuesday morning. It's Dave and Sarah. Join the conversation at 1-800-765-8255. This is the Talk of the Town. Eight hundred seven six five talk eight hundred seven six five eight two five five. Heather DeLuca Nestor will join us bottom of the hour. We'll talk back to school. She's president of the Mon County Education Association. Uh, yesterday, Governor Justice, as expected, was questioned about his um, his resort, the Greenbrier, hosting the New Year's Eve party. That uh, that video, I'm sure you've seen it. It's a large gathering. Uh, some people are wearing masks. Some are not. Uh, in that video, the governor was questioned about that during his briefing yesterday. Took several questions from reporters. Uh, of course, again, you can't really follow up. You can only ask one question at a time. Uh, okay, we're going to play some of the governor's responses to those questions. And well, we got a few thoughts to offer as well. So, uh, Governor Justice yesterday asked about the video. He said, well, the clip's all about politics. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, you know, the bottom line of the whole thing is you've got, it's a, it's a hit at me from the standpoint of a political hit at me. He says the Greenbrier has followed protocols, but uh, well, maybe could have done a better job. They've done a good job. They've done a really good job. Could they have done better in this situation? Well, probably so. You know, but with all that being said, I don't know the details. I don't know. I don't know the stuff down in the weeds and everything. I surely wasn't there. He continued that the event was checked out beforehand. The health department came and they did everything and everything and, and, and went through all that. There's people that are eating there. You know, in every situation across this state, you know, you can come up with something. And he uh, finished up by saying that, uh, you know, the Greenbrier provides a lot of great jobs. My constituents and, my, yeah, my constituents and myself. Really Hang on. Uh, all right. Well, take my word for it. Uh, the governor said that, you know, I'm not going to apologize for providing 1,500 jobs uh, for the staff there at the Greenbrier. Now, the follow-up this morning, uh, the West Virginia Gazette reporting that health officials are uh, in Greenbrier County are investigating that New Year's Eve gala. Is it gala or gala? Does it matter? At the Greenbrier Resort, after the video showed revelers without masks and appearing to violate coronavirus social distancing guidelines. The video, of course, has people fired up, claiming hypocrisy. Some want things shut down. Some want things opened up. Sarah, you've had a couple of days to digest it all. You've heard the governor's responses. Where do you stand on this? Because I've got mixed, to be honest, i got mixed feelings about it. But where are you in this controversy to begin 2021? I do understand that you can have a separated business relationship. With that said, you need to 
also, if you're going to have any relationship whatsoever, there needs to be some accountability there. I don't think that you can go around telling everybody that they need to be following the guidelines. You can have weekly, daily interactions with the state of West Virginia. You can be a decision maker telling businesses like mine, you know, yeah, okay, 1,500 jobs. That's wonderful. Um, I could argue that, yeah, we don't have as many jobs, but how many lives have we saved through helping people get healthier with fitness but we're at minimum capacity and we are not doing our business model in an ideal way but we eat it up we do it it's fine we make it work so i think and and frankly that's for something that in my opinion is a positive thing um and and i think that socialization as a whole is a positive thing i think the greenbrier as a whole is a positive thing but i you know you've got a party that either I understand why business individuals are very frustrated by this because it does feel like hypocrisy and it does feel like, okay, so how can you come in and tell me how to do my business, but you're not going to help make sure your business is in line. And if you have nothing to do with that business, then remove yourself from that business altogether. But then you need to hold that business as accountable as you hold all of the other businesses in the state. That's what I think. I think from the individual perspective, I think you're dead on uh, coming from the business perspective. From the individual perspective, the vast majority of us are trying, and I say trying, we all fall short, that's fine, to, as the governor said, follow the flipping guidelines. You're sacrificing, really what I think most of us end up sacrificing at the end of the day is time whether that's time as a student in the classroom, whether that's as a student you know, playing sports, participating in extracurricular activities, uh, time with your friends, time with your grandparents or your great-grandparents. That's what you're really sacrificing, all in an effort to follow the guidelines. You're not going out as much as you were. You're not doing business as much as you were. Heck, you, you may have even had to sacrifice your job to stay at home with kids to make sure they're doing virtual learning. Then you see this and you go, well, wait a minute. Why am I doing all these things? Why am I giving up seeing my grandparents for the last eight months, nine months? Why am I giving up getting together for our holiday? My family, and I'm not saying my family, but I'm speaking generally here as an individual, my family didn't get together for Christmas this year. But this gathering is allowed to take place and it becomes what I like to say it's either ignorance or arrogance you're either ignorant to think that this would not surface and the optics of it are horrible or you're arrogant enough to think you can do it anyway and as people will get over it I'm not even upset there was a party I don't care yeah same I'm not upset that there wasn't six feet of distance between every individual there or that 100% mask usage wasn't present, that doesn't really upset me at all. I think we're all grown adults who can make our own decisions. That's where my rub is. We've e it's the inconsistency in the guidelines, Sarah, that, well, they apply here, but it's okay to do this. They don't necessarily apply over here. We can't have 25 kids in a gymnasium playing basketball but we're okay if we put a couple of hundred people in a box store. We're okay with that. 
we can do this over here, but we can't have 15 people in a house together for a few hours on a holiday. We, we can't have you do that. It's the inconsistency in the guidelines. And I feel, and I know it's dangerous when we start talking about feelings, after 10 months, almost a year now, people who have tried their best to follow the guidelines, Sarah, I think are reaching a point where they're going, is it worth it? And is what I am doing, and, and look, I do think masks help. Yes, keeping your distance. I, I do think those things help. But I think people are sitting around questioning, going, well, wait a minute. I've not seen my Nana for nine months. And she's depressed now because she's been basically isolated for the last year. Is this really helping? I think that's where people are reaching. Then you see this, then you really start to go, wait a minute. I could have done that. So what are we doing here? And as the governor likes to say, it really makes it difficult for everyone to be pulling the rope in the same direction. And I think we're all adults. Well, not all of us, but you get my drift. Most of us have common sense and can make decisions on our own. 304 Talk 304 is the text line. Any more thoughts before we... i got a couple of texts rolling in here. Heather DeLuca Nestor going to join us. Bottom of the hour, we're going to talk uh, school restart. Anything else you'd like to add, Sarah? Nope. 304-TALK-304. Hey, Dave and Sarah, open West Virginia and allow free Mountaineer adults to take responsibility for themselves as they see fit. All these changes to schools, sports schedules, et cetera, uh, gatherings need to stop. 304-TALK-304. Who cares? I guarantee you could have done what you wanted on Christmas and nobody would have put it on the news. Nobody needs to be telling anyone what to do. This isn't prison. People act like they are so morally righteous. Yeah, but look, I think folks, for the most part, again, are trying to do their part. They wear a mask. Look, I see a lot of masks when I go out, not 100%, but it's most people. Most people I talk to try to limit the size of their gatherings over the holiday because they didn't want their loved ones or their family members to get the virus. The virus is very real. Let's, okay, let's not go down that road. But then you see this and you, you <laughs> I mean, individually you go, wait a minute, that was allowed to happen? And for the people around the governor to allow it to happen and think, what? Well, the health department checked it out. It was okay. You, you didn't think there was going to be a video that optically it was just going to look bad? Well, and I guess I didn't speak about it from a personal point of view because I agree. Yeah. My family could have gotten together. Sure. There was a choice made by family members not to do that. I'm talking about it from a business perspective where I can tell you oh, that you yeah. can have the health department come and tell you not to have your doors open if you're not following certain rules. And I don't know why those rules apply to some and not others. Why? They, but I've said this from the from day one with all of this. This has been the problem, a lack of consistency. And I think from the beginning, we've said, okay, this is brand new. It's uncharted territory. All these things, we can, we can go with it. But you start to get to a point where you're going, okay, well, we're about a year into this now, at least 10 months into this now. Um, can we start to find some consistency in this? Because meanwhile, businesses are, are suffering. We'll get to some more text uh, coming up in just a bit. We're going to talk to Heather DeLuca Nestor, Montague County Education Association president, fifth grade teacher as well. We'll talk to her about the restart of school. How is virtual learning working in her experience? And 
What are her concerns? We'll discuss coming up other side of the break. Right now it is 9.30 and time to get a news update. Check in with the Metro News Anchor Desk and find out what's happening all across the great state of West Virginia. Now back to the talk of the town. We'll get to your calls and texts coming up. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255 is the phone number. Governor Justice announced last week that we're basically going to scrap the map and that all schools would be eligible to return to in-person five-day-a-week instruction starting on January 19th. Now, grades pre-K through 8 can return five days a week. Forget the map. High schools, grades 9 through 12, can return so long as their county is not in the red. That is the idea. Well, as you might imagine, there is some concern. Uh, on Well, I think everybody has some concern, and there's also a little bit of a lack of clarity as well. So... We'll try to answer some of those questions this morning or at least address a couple of them with the president of the Montague County Education Association, also a fifth grade teacher, Heather DeLuca Nestor, joins us on Talk of the uh, Town. Good morning, Heather. Hi, good morning. Actually, I just wanted to clarify I'm an eighth grade teacher. Eighth grade. So. <laughs> Man, my handwriting is bad. <laughs> no problem. <sighs> I Well, earlier I had promoted you to the uh, statewide president of the Education oh, Association. I don't oh know if God. you caught that as well. So. <laughs> Congratulations. I, I didn't catch that. I was actually on conference. Thank you. I'm not sure that that's a, a job that I would like at this time, just, just to be honest. Well, Heather, let's let's kind of take this step by step here. One of the governor's concerns that he mentioned that he believes or it's believed that one in three students are failing at least one core class. Your experience, how are students handling uh, the remote and virtual learning they've had to do through this uh, school year so far? Well, um, you know, we have students that are, uh, they come to us at different places. All of our mm-hmm. students are. And so um, our job as teachers is to meet them where they are and try to bring them up up to level or take them further, um, you know, and to prepare them for, for the next grade level or, or real, you know, the real world. And so that's, that's what teachers are here to do. And so um, when we look across the board, this is the first time that we've ever been completely under a microscope and not just talked about testing. And so, you know, I would like to know um, in the past what those numbers looked like when we were talking about kids that are failing. And so when we look back at the um, pandemic and what we've done, last um, spring when we went out, and um, things were very, uh, we didn't have a real good infrastructure to, to say, okay, here's what we're going to do. This, we've never been here before. And so, you know, we know we need to give people and, and systems grace. And so, but when we went out, they didn't really have a plan for how we were going to handle kids. We didn't have near the capabilities that we have now as far as internet we've been working on that um, as school systems and and you know I praise the people that have been um, working on that we have wi-fi buses you know all over uh, the county and so we really had to improvise and try to fix some of these things so so we went from the state department kind of telling us okay as long as you see the kids you know, uh, you know, and you have contact with them. We just want to make sure that they're okay. And so now we've gone to, we need to be rigorous 
in our content delivery. We need to, you know, contact, contact, contact when we don't hear from students. And so that's, that's part of the problem. We've not had any consistency between what we're being asked to do as, as teachers or educators at this point. And so now, you know, the kids that we don't hear from, we're trying to reach out. You know, we do the best we can. We have lists and spreadsheets, and, and we have um, people within our system trying to work with us. But it's, it's very difficult if we don't see kids face-to-face. Um, and even when we did see kids face-to-face, we still had students failing. Mm-hmm. Um, that is important. We just didn't have, like I said, the data or it under a microscope for the whole world to see in the media to get a hold of, to go, oh, these kids are failing. They were failing before. And I'm not saying that there's not more of an issue we're trying to track students down at this point, because obviously not seeing them is, is more difficult. But, um, you know, we also need to look at that kind of information. So I understand this is subjective, but then how do you feel it's going? Because I I definitely am hearing you say it's better to be in person, but then obviously there's concerns about that. So Oh, absolutely. You know, we're we're looking at number one, we're in a pandemic. Number two, the safety of it. And you know, everybody's like, Oh, we want to go back to normalcy. What's normal gonna look like when we bring students in? What's normal gonna look like when teachers are are here? Because I can tell you that my school building just in itself, and these are my peers, and we know that lots of blame have, have been placed that, oh, you know, the teachers are spreading it, the teachers are the ones getting it. You know, we're out and about because we have to be a lot of times. And so it might not be just the, um, you know, negligence of, of teachers and, and service personnel in the county. We're in stores. We have to be with people. We're asked to come to work every day and so that in itself it's not we're not having uh lunch in the uh, teacher's lounge like everybody like the governor likes to insinuate um and so for my students i love my students every day they are responsive to me in conference even the students that might not be doing their work per se they're logging in with me and so i am available to them 24 7 And we do have apps, and we do have Remind, and we do have our Schoology. And so they can have constant access to us every day. I even told them over break, call me. If you want to talk, email me. If you just want to tell me about what you got, if you're unhappy about something, please reach out. You know, and so I feel like the delivery from the educational perspective, our perspective, is we are doing everything we can to engage our students at this point. Talking to Heather. And, and, Go ahead, Heather. I'm sorry. First. And I and I urge parents that if if that's not happening, if you don't see that, reach out to that teacher. You know, because because we want we became teachers to help kids. That's that's why we did it. Heather DeLuca Nestor joining us, Montgomery County Education Association president, eighth grade teacher. As my handwriting uh, clearly, I didn't do well in uh, handwriting in elementary school. Uh, <laughs> what would make you comfortable, or, or what do you want to see? to re-enter the classroom safely so we can get back to, you know, whatever normal is going to be, but at least get back to students in the classroom five days a week. What needs to happen? So so first off, okay, we can't just scrap everything we've done so far. You know, uh, our numbers are rising. We know hospitals are at capacity. Um, we know that, that 
you know, students, you know, teachers, and we have a different perspective because we, we do know that kids have gotten COVID. Um, I, I know them personally. And so we know that it, it will be passed and transmitted. One of the reasons that we haven't seen the large transmission rates in schools is because lots of schools have been remote. And when they have been, haven't been remote, they've been hybrid. And so it's much easier to social distance, contain, and clean. And so that is a huge concern. I think that, you know, people ask this, you know, I never give my opinion because I represent a very large uh, group of employees in this county. And so I tell them I don't even have my own opinions anymore. Their opinions become mine. And so what, what we are seeing is, one, we, we have a vaccine that's starting to roll out. And so I think many people will be much more comfortable when that vaccine has been administered and able to people, you know, were able to be inoculated with that vaccine. Number two, um, if you shove us back full force five days a week, you are going to see the school spread. It, it's going to happen. Um, we're not going to be able to social distance. I'm going to have 29 kids standing in my hallway here with another teacher's kids while we're trying to clean desks. And so that is an issue. And we really do need to take that into consideration. Um, you know, when we were in a hybrid plan, you know, we could put safety protocols in place. Teachers could be efficient in cleaning. And so that's probably one of the reasons you haven't seen that school-wide spread. Hey, Heather, we got about 60 seconds, and, I, and I'll let you go. One final question here. Should the decision ultimately be up to the local Board of Education in, in each county to really look at their own situation? Uh, you know, Montague County is different from McDowell County, and that's different from Jefferson County. Uh, do you believe it should really be up to the local counties to make their decision for what's best for them? I do believe it should be up to the local counties. And, and uh, like I said, I, I just put out a survey, and I can tell you that uh, 95% of the, the survey that I've gotten back from 200 teachers has said that, you know, Montegalia County should be the one to make this decision. Our faculty, our administration, our board members know Montegalia County best, you know, and we're trusting them with the health and safety and well-being of our students and our employees in this county. And, um, you know, I don't think that we should have pressure from the governor. We know students need to be in school. This, this pandemic is not, we didn't create it. We just have to live through it. And, and we want everyone to live through it. And that's, that's where we are. The safety and, and the education of our students is, is first important. But, you know, we've got to have our students safe and their families safe to be able to educate them effectively. Montague County Education Association President, 8th grade teacher over at South Middle School, Heather DeLuca-Nester. Heather, I appreciate it. Stay safe. Thank you very much. Thank you all so much. I appreciate your time. Anytime. Thank you. We'll get to your thoughts next. We're talking about your town. Now back to the talk of the town. Phone lines are open, 800-765-TALK. 304-TALK-304 is the text line. Got a whole bunch of texts. Let me uh, scroll. Oh, boy. Where do we start here? Let me scroll to the bottom, Sarah. Uh, we were talking about the Greenbrier. Uh, hey, Dave and Sarah, who cares who wears a mask or does it personally affect you? That's why... Uh, so-called experts should have no say in how you live your life. People have free will and should be allowed to make their own decisions. Sure. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. But, but then, uh, consistently across the board. 
But what about when your free will affects my free will? Your free will, Sarah, allows you to pull in cockeyed and diagonal across four parking spaces in the parking lot. That's your free will. I'm just saying. 304 Talk 304. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, Jim. You aren't the only one providing jobs in West Virginia, by the way. I see others have a different set of rules to follow, though. Ooh, this one's directed at Sarah. Sarah! I don't know that it was meant to be read that way, but that's how I read it. Yeah, that's fine. What bothers me the most is his response. He took no responsibility into the matter, especially how hard he came down on the bars in Morgantown. Yeah, that's been a sticking point in Mon County. That's been a sticking point. And I, I don't know that people's reaction would be any different if the governor had stood up yesterday and said, hey, that's on me. At the end of the day, that's that's my business and my employees, and we dropped the ball there. I don't know that there would be any difference of a reaction today, but you are right. He really deflected yesterday. I read that one. Hey, Dave and Sarah, why does it matter if they party at the Greenbrier, the largest employer in Green, uh, Greenbrier County? It is just more political hatred that continues from one election to the next. Governor Justice has more important issues to worry about. Uh well, I'll tell you why it matters is at the same time, it's the inconsistency in the messaging, right? Well, then why does any of it matter? I'm just saying. It's well, yeah, the it's, it's the inconsistency in the fact that the health department could come and shut my business down for not wearing masks or give us warnings or, you know, ask us to change our entire business model. That's why it matters. Hey, Dave and Sarah, Marion County Board of Education has obviously shown that the will, shown the will not to listen to the science, the parents, or Clay Marsh, but they are listening to the teachers' unions. This is a crying shame, and when your Board of Education is run by snowflakes, this is the outcome. Kids and teachers are safer in schools. The science says so. Working parents can't keep up with schoolwork, daycare fees, and help their child succeed. If teachers won't report to work, then they should get laid off without Hey, it's all about the politics, Dave. Don't kid yourself. Uh, <laughs> somebody must be talking about something else. Rich Rod to Marshall? No, no, thank you. Uh, what about West Virginia counties like Greenbrier, who have had uh, K through five for five days in person since September? Oh, good for them. Three hundred four. Talk three hundred four. Everyone hearing this could have and should have done something to stop what they knew deep inside. Uh, that's directed at somebody else. Wrong show. Uh, hey, Dave and Sarah, my parents received the virus at the National Guard Armory administered by the Montague County Health Department yesterday. It went very well. Thank you. Not the virus, oh, the, the vaccine. vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes, the vaccine. Well, uh, congratulations, I guess. I'm glad they, uh, glad they received the vaccine, not the virus. Whew. Actually, yesterday, uh, Mike Nolting, our reporter, WAJR reporter, mm -hmm. he came in here yesterday and he looks at me and goes, are you having any virus issues? And I went, and I just looked and I went, not that I'm aware of. Is there something you need to tell me? And he looked at me real funny and it finally dawned on me. He goes, oh, I meant computer virus issues. Mm. Thanks, Mike. I thought we were all going to be quarantined together there for a minute, Sarah. I just want you to think about that for a minute. I want to add something. Quarantining. Uh, I guess with we don't me have time. We have to go to for break. 14 days. Never mind. In this room. 
Yeah, well. <laughs> My golly, could you imagine the food orders coming out of this room? <laughs> we need a kale salad and three schmiskets. All right, nine. Do you eat kale salad? Yeah. Really? Mm. Kale's disgusting. Nine fifty-four. Dave and Sarah. Join the conversation at 1-800-765-8255. This is the Talk of the Town. All right, Hoppy Kirchville coming up. Metro News Talk Line. Uh, let's see what the Hopsters got on today. The Hopsters. Did anybody call him the Hopster? I don't think so. Do you call him the Hopster? <laughs> no. Uh, U.S. Senator Joe Manchin right off the top of the show. Our buddy Brad McElhenney stops by. Dale Lee, WDB. Education Association President, 1106. Uh, let's see. Evan Brown, Fox News Radio. Dave. W- oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm on talk line today, Sarah. <laughs> oh, that's good information to have. Why? Uh, <laughs> uh, to talk Marshall. Oh, uh, okay. Doc okay. Holl- okay. All right. Holiday, that makes sorry. sense. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> yeah, apparently, I'm on talk line. Well, there you go. I, for- I forgot. Oh, well, I kind of forgot. Hoppy actually asked about two hours ago. No, I forgot. It's a good thing I looked at the list. <laughs> I think I didn't try to leave early today or something. If you missed any of this program, our uh, conversation about the Greenbrier or our conversation with Heather DeLuca Nestor, we'll have the podcast posted up for you um, in mere moments. Mere moments. All right. Anything else before we go? No. Nope. You ready to hit the road? Yes. You sure? Because we got another like 20 seconds to fill Oh, here. no. I, I feel pretty good about it. All right. Thank you to <laughs> everybody who texted in this morning. We appreciate the input. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow mm. morning. Uh, City Clerk of Morgantown will join us on Thursday. We'll talk about the city election then. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning, 9.06. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.